So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Hi, and welcome to another episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm your host. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. I'm usually somewhere between New Orleans and Orlando, but today I'm lucky enough to be recording from one of the Legal Talk Network offices in beautiful Los Angeles. We're going to have a great episode today. I actually invited one of our sponsors to come on and talk to us about their product and also um, some other interesting things that they do outside of Perfect It. So we'll have an informative and educational podcast with some good conversation after that about the importance of technology competence for lawyers. Before I get into that and introduce them, I want to make sure and thank our sponsors. So I'm going to take just a couple minutes to read through a couple of important messages from our sponsors. Hope you listen. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or online at answerone.com, and that's answerthenumberone.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com, and that's spelled C-L-I-O.com. Thanks to our sponsor and guest today, Perfected. It's a legal-specific proofreading software that locates mistakes that neither spellcheck nor the most eagle-eyed attorney can find. Try Perfect It Free from IntelligentEditing.com. Make sure you enter the discount code NEWSOLO. That'll give you a little discount on there. We really want to thank them for that. And like I said, we're going to hear a little bit more about Perfect It in just a couple of minutes. Unbundled Attorney is a premium lead generation service that delivers exclusive leads directly into your inbox in real time. Looking to get more leads and grow your practice? Visit UnbundledAttorney.com today. All right. Hi, Ivy. Hi, Adriana. How are you today? I'm great. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Adriana. Thanks for coming on, you two. Why don't we take a minute and I'll ask Ivy to introduce herself first. Tell us about yourself and your background and Daniel. And then if you guys want to give us a little lowdown on how the two of you work together, that would be great. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Adriana. So as you said, my name is Ivy Gray. I am a practicing lawyer in New York. I'm licensed in New York, Illinois, and Oregon. Those are all three places that I've lived and worked. I am a corporate bankruptcy attorney, and I am also half of the team that creates American Legal Style for Perfect It. Those are the two ways that I spend my time, and uh, it's a bit of a juggling act, but it is very fulfilling. And I'm Daniel Human. Um, I'm the CEO and uh, founder of Intelligent Editing. Uh, we produce Perfect It, and uh, I've been doing this since 2009 spending my time developing software for editors, for marketers, and most recently for, for lawyers. I guess uh, the origin of the software came from, uh, well, my background, my background is not in law. Uh, my background is as an economist. And when I was working as an economist, we produced reports and proposals and other very long documents. And at the end of every one, you have to do the same kind of tasks. You check that, you know, 
hyphenation is consistent, that capitalization is consistent, that you got the client's name right and that you spelled it right. All these little, little things would be the same at the end of every report. And that was kind of my aha moment, like there must be a better way to do this. And that led to the development of Perfect It. I love it. And I love Perfect It. So I want you all to tell, I'm a user. That's the good thing. So I can talk about it, but not as intelligently, obviously, as you can. So tell us a little bit about what Perfect It does for legal documents for lawyers. So Perfect It is a We modified it for the legal space by creating a style sheet called American Legal Style. And in that style sheet, we have incorporated the rules that are incredibly difficult to remember, all of the nitpicky things that people who went to law school are happy to forget. So for instance, blue book citation rules, such as punctuation and what you should be using and how you should be... uh, either abbreviating the citations, all of those things, we've programmed those mistakes in to catch them and fix them for you automatically. We've also- Let's be clear, Ivy programmed those things in. Ivy sat down with all of those books and she built in 13,000 entries line by line of all the things that she's ever seen go (gasps) wrong in legal documents to make sure that, you know, she could effectively be this little voice in every lawyer's ear saying, no, 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 that dot doesn't go there. Wow. Um, that right. is impressive. So, <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope, mean, uh, I can't imagine what you must be like when you're like organizing and cleaning out a closet. <laughs> oh, I am. I'm brutal. Uh, yeah. I'm the person who every shoe is in its own clear plastic matching box. Of course box. it is. Yep. Uh, all of my I clothes are organized perfectly uh, according to sleeve length and color. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I, um, I'll tell you when people ask me what it does and I always recommend it as one of my tips, tricks and tools for me, if I'm writing a contract or some training materials or something, which is typically what I'm doing, if I spell email E dash mail in one place and then email without the dash in six places and then in four places, I capitalized the E, but I did, you know, it runs a report and it finds those um, inconsistencies and says, hey, which way do you want this? If I've got a bulleted list of items and some of them have a dot at the end, but some of them don't throughout the document, it says, hey, do you want dots or don't you want dots? I mean, it's a little bit naggy, the thing. <laughs> and, and maybe that reflects its founder because those were all the little things that bugged me so much and and and, and they're crazy because they're they're nothing mistakes right and they're so hard to find but they jump out at readers they, they see really do. oh 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 you didn't do this the other, this other time and it's not everyone uh you know certain percentage of readers won't see those things oh but you know who really sees these things senior those partners damn, and partners. and <laughs> Let me tell you, as a junior associate, getting, you know, pinged for those things over and over and over again, it's so frustrating and that frustration mounts. And I honestly believe that a lot of people give up on the practice of law because they feel like they're getting attacked for these small things that at the end of the day don't really matter. And I wish I'd had this tool when I was a junior associate because it turns out I was not nearly as perfect as I thought I was. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like, like you all don't have enough stress. 
you add on these again these little nitpicky things so anyway i think it's a great tool i wish everyone had it i particularly you. you know when i do presentations and i talk about it i say this is something that if you are too seasoned and mature of an attorney to need this please at least buy it for your junior associates and your and your staff your paralegals who write a lot of documents because it really does just clean up those little visual things that that really can be um, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? They break up the rhythm in a document that someone is reading. So They're distracting. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to make sure we know about it that would uh, encourage people yeah. to check it out? I what think else? The, the, one of the most important things, the reason why I wanted to be sponsors, especially of this show, is that we think it's right for solo practitioners, and we especially think it's right when starting out because it's inexpensive. And that's not true of lots of products for lawyers. And people have this image of lawyers as having big budgets and unlimited amounts to spend on things. And it's, I don't think it's true from what I've learned since you know, we started in this market. I don't think that's actually true of law generally, but it's especially not true of people starting out. You know, I, I've started a business from scratch. You don't have that much when you begin with. And Perfecta is, is ideally placed for that sort of market, I hope. Great. And the other thing that I would add is that it's not just the blue book. It's uh, the red book. It's Black's Law Dictionary. It's the elements of style. All of those rules and writing techniques that you are expected to remember and expected to apply throughout your writing that you just don't have time to look for or time to check through those books, it'll help catch those things and help you enforce those rules. Sounds like a total no-brainer to me. How much does it cost? It's uh, $99 right now. Um, Is that one time, time forever or annual? It's a one time forever thing right now. I think you by guys the time should charge more. Listeners, <laughs> well, we are switching. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're about to enter the office store, which is really exciting. And it's going to be available for Mac, for iPad, uh, and at that kind of click of a button, you don't even need to install anything. And when we do that, it's going to switch to being a $70 a year purchase. Oh, great. But it's still going to be really low, I think, for what it does, I for agree. what it is. Absolutely a no-brainer. So right now it's available as an install. And let's see, we're at about mid-September when we're recording this. So when do you expect the way that it is delivered and used to change? Uh, in early November. Okay. So if you're listening to this after early November, and it'll be in the Apple Store and then in the store for Office. So you're going to be on both platforms and mobile as well? Uh, so it's only going to be in the Office Store. Office Store. But the okay. way they've done Office 365 is that, that the Office Store is available for all those platforms yep. now. So if you're in iPad with Office 365, if you're in uh, Mac with Office 365, the store button is now really convenient and obvious. Mm -hmm. And you click the store and then you can, you will be able to just search for Perfecta. Excellent. That's great. And they can learn more about it at intelligentediting.com and all the different ways that they might be able to get it depending on the platform that they're on as well as get it earlier if you can't wait before that method of delivery changes. And for those of you who are listening and uh, you hear us talking about Office 365, if you're still not sure what Office 365 means and what it is, I had an episode a couple episodes back with Ben Shore from Microsoft itself explaining exactly what Office 365 is. And we really talked about what another great service and addition and change that has been to important software that we use. So go back and listen to that one if you're not too sure about Office 365. So before we move on to our next segment and start talking about one of my favorite topics, competence when it comes to technology and lawyers, I'm going to take a quick break to hear a message from a couple of our sponsors. 
Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and then get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code NEWSOLO10. That's new solo one zero, and do that at Clio.com, C-L-I-O.com. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. All right, welcome back. I'm Adriana Linares, and with me today are Ivy Gray and Daniel Human from IntelligentEditing.com. They make a product called Perfectit that I'm very happy to have as sponsors for this podcast. So I invited them to come on and talk about that with us. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit because Ivy has been writing a lot and talking a lot about the importance of technology competence. And you guys have a great guide on Microsoft Word that we'll talk about in just a second. But let me just let the two of you or either of you, however you all want to break this up, um, maybe Ivy, since you're the actual practicing attorney, talk to me about how that started becoming important to you. I mean, it's obvious, number one, because of the fact that you all built perfect it that making life easier when it comes to creating what I refer to as beautiful legal documents is important. But what about just overall technology competence? Why has that become something so important to you? So in 2012, the ABA released a revision to the model rules. Many rules were affected, but the one that we are talking about when we speak about competence is model rule 1.1. There weren't really any changes to the text of the rule itself, but what you'll see is changes to comment eight. And in comment eight, we said, or the ABA said, that in order to be competent, we also need to be aware of the availability, risks, and benefits of technology. And we need to keep up with those changes. So we had a shift from competency as focused on only the substantive knowledge of the law to also the delivery of our legal services through technology. And it became clear that it was no longer okay to simply be a Luddite and to pretend that the world wasn't progressing. The ABA makes really clear that the rule changes are meant to reflect changes to practice as they have already occurred, rather than to impose something new upon people. So the people who are really shocked are the people who haven't changed. They're still running, you know, Word 2003. Sure. But the people who have been keeping up with technology and moving forward, which is really the safer way to go, nobody was surprised by that. I got really excited about the idea of technology competence, really in that I've been essentially the office trainer in every <laughs> office that I've worked oh, in. God, you poor thing. <laughs> uh, and it's really sad when uh, a random associate is the person who knows the most about how Word and Excel work. Uh, but yeah. people would come to me and they'd say, oh, this formatting is moving all over the place. I just don't understand this. And I would have to take time out of practicing law to fix things. And 
you know, I, I knew that there had to be a better way. And with this rule change, people are now encouraged to go find those better ways. Sure. And in February, the ABA also released an update to the CLE requirements, suggesting that they should also provide technology CLEs. Yes. So the first state that's allowed that is Florida, which is where you're from. Yes, they're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a lot that's to pretty do with exciting. that, I'm proud to say. Oh, yes. It's so <laughs> good. It's so good. So I think that once people start getting CLE credit for learning their legal technology, it is going to be it won't be as much of an uphill battle to get attorneys to actually learn. So it's the combination of the of the rule change and the CLE credit, which rewards you for actually doing the learning and training. It's not enough. You know, I think it's so right. Florida was the first to adopt that rule. And thanks to one of my dearest friends and colleagues and someone I love working with more than almost anybody, John Stewart, he was the one that sort of pioneered that. And it's a good start. I mean, when the ABA made that change to the model rules, and since then, 28 states have then turned around and made that same change to their own state rules. So I think what we're doing is just signaling to lawyers that these governing bodies see the necessity, but by just forcing lawyers to take three hours over a three-year period, we're not really moving the needle that far. I think it's basically, you know, just a trumpeteer saying, hey, pay attention. And then if you are so inclined, (laughs) please get more than three hours of training over three years. And it's certainly a battle for me all the time. I mean, my whole career in life, seriously, almost my life, because I love my, my job so much, has been trying to encourage lawyers to just learn some good basic skills because I watch how much they suffer and they don't even realize they're suffering. I need to bring, you know, Eckhart Tolle in with me to remind them that we're all just here suffering. (laughs) (laughs) But man, you are really suffering if you want to throw your computer through a window every time you go to, you know, create a legal document. And there are so many simple things that lawyers could learn. I mean, just learning about that little pay special button that pops up every single time you pay something in Microsoft Word changes lives. And I change lives like every day that I show somebody that and they go, well, wow, that must be new. I said, or it's 20 years old. (laughs) (laughs) So I totally think it's important, of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I have been writing and speaking about, which I think brings it home a little bit more, is that Model Rule 1.1, which is the duty of competence, it really doesn't exist in a vacuum. It is part of a collection of rules. And so I've been encouraging people to think about the broader ramifications of how they work, how they provide legal services, how they draft legal documents, and what an effective use of programs like Microsoft Word really means. And so from there, I've connected the dots and I've drawn attention to model rule 1.6, which is the duty of confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have issues with that if you aren't using track changes properly and Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have issues with metadata, you know, also the duty to bill ethically and fairly that's model rule 1.5. So if you are incompetent in doing your work and Mm -hmm. you are deliberately refusing to learn technology, then it raises questions about your bills. Are you really billing fairly if you don't know how to use your programs? Uh, And then the other two issues or the rules that were really affected are model rule 5.1 and 5.3. 5.1 is regarding supervision of 
subordinate lawyers Sur- uh-huh. yep. and 5.3 is supervision of staff and vendors. Mm-hmm. And under both of those, you have to have policies and procedures and effective measures to ensure that other people are complying with their ethical duties. And since Agreed. the duty of technology competence is part of that ethical duty, then any senior attorney or supervising attorney is responsible for making sure that other people are in compliance, which means sure. essentially law firms need to train. So I think when you put all of those things together, it's a bigger push than simply saying over the course of three years, you need to do three years of training. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that people will start to really see how it all works together and, um, and how important it is. No, I totally agree. Um, on all those things, I do a regular presentation on uh, the importance of technology. I forget what the actual name of it is, but I hit on all those exact points you're talking about. And the last point I'll make, just sort of supporting what you said before we go on to our next break, is that one of the big issues I see with lawyers and not understanding not only what is possible and what isn't, what the risks are with their own computer, is not understanding what their staff doesn't necessarily know. They just assume. I mean, I get this. I tell this great story about, I was in this law firm, and I've probably told it on this podcast, so if you've heard it before, I'm sorry. I'll tell it really fast. I was training at a law firm, and this was just a year or two ago in New Orleans, that was moving from word perfect to word. Fine. No big deal there. (laughs) Already a good start. Already a good start. (laughs) I actually do that training a lot. There's still a lot, and that's fine. Just, you know, it's fine. I don't care that we're moving from word perfect to word. So I'm training the staff, and this attorney comes in. He was obviously important, and he walked in the room, and he took off his glasses, and I stopped, of course, and I said, hi, will you be joining us? And he looked at me, and he said, does Microsoft Word create a table of authorities? And I said, well, of course it does. And he looked at me and he said, tell them and walked out. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what had ended up happening is the previous night he wanted to file a document and it was not required, thankfully, to have a table of authorities, but he's old school and he wanted it in there really bad. So the excuse by the assistant was word doesn't do that. And I hear that all the time and I want to become unglued because I think to myself, you're talking about a product that's been being developed for professional document development generation and creation for 20 years, at least maybe 30. And you think word can't do that. You think you're going to be the one person that comes up with the one thing that word can't do. (laughs) So it was one of those moments where now the attorney didn't know for sure. And will probably never know what word is capable of. But the fact that a lot of attorneys aren't really sure what their staff doesn't know and what they should know is another thing that really bothers me, too, because we go back to that, you know, supervising of staff, supervision of staff requirements. So anyway, uh, let's take a quick break again. We'll come back. And I think what we might do, if you guys can, I'll give you like a two minute chance to think of some stuff. What I think would be great is if we ended the segment with some really useful and practical tips that people can walk away with. Ivy, I'm sure you've got tons of those like I do. And Daniel, you've probably learned several from working in legal. And I think that would be a great end of the show. So we'll be right back. Imagine how much faster you could work if you spent less time proofreading. Almost every lawyer wastes hours each week proofreading rather than producing legal work. With Perfect It's American Legal Style, you spend less time proofreading and have more time to focus on substantive matters. It's easy to use and there's no training required. 
try Perfect It for free from intelligentediting.com and start saving time on proofreading today. Are you a family law, immigration, or estate planning attorney looking to attract new leads and retain more clients? Join hundreds of other solos and small firms just like you who use Unbundled Attorney to receive premium, exclusive leads delivered directly into their inbox in real time. To learn more about how their lead generation services can grow your practice, subscribe to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast or visit unbundledattorney.com today. Okay, well, we're back. I'm Adriana Linares, and with me are Ivy Gray and Daniel Human. Um, they are the creators of Perfect It, one of our sponsors and one of my favorite tools. And we talked about it for a few minutes. Then we talked about the importance of technology competence, which it's almost starting to get old that we keep talking about it, but we have to because we're still a little bit behind. So I hope that the conversation has just inspired you. I think that people that listen to this podcast are the types of lawyers who are inspired to learn more. So I thought maybe we could end off with a couple of good tips and tricks in any product, any tool. Ivy, tell us something that you wish every single lawyer on the planet knew how to do or their staff. All right. Well, I am super excited about this Chrome plugin these days uh, called Reportive. And it shows the LinkedIn profile of the person that you are corresponding with right inside your Gmail account. And mm-hmm. since a lot of lawyers are using uh, business Gmail for their email mm-hmm. server, it works there too. It's so exciting because it helps to confirm that you are actually sending the email to who you think you're sending the email to. And it encourages you to be a little more personable and uh, and civil to the person that you're writing to. So that is the one thing that I love outside of Word. Inside of Word, the use of styles and headings is the best thing oh, ever. It yes. encourages outlining and really thinking about the flow of your arguments. It saves so much time, and then it automatically creates a table of contents. I mean, you just cannot miss with using that. I agree. And I'm going to throw a tip in there that sort of loops back around to yours with um, Gmail. I'm a, a G Suite business user as well. So my email service provider is Gmail, but I love Outlook. So I just want to remind anyone that's listening that even if you are using a web-based email service, I guess they're all web-based really, but a Gmail or I don't know what else people are using these days, but you can synchronize your email, your calendar, and your contacts with Outlook using their G Sync tool that is offered to you as part of your subscription to G Suite. So if you had been an Outlook user and you've missed it, um, you can certainly go back. It's yet another reason to have Office 365 subscription. And I joke around that I'm by tech. I'm by, by tech, get it? So I work on PCs and Macs. And it's been, if you are a really good Outlook or Word user, it's been frustrating to slowly watch the evolution of Office for the Mac, but it's coming along. And they just released an update a couple of days ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, in Outlook for the Mac that does one of my most important necessities. And that is you can take an email and drag and drop it onto your calendar and it converts all the information that's in an email onto a calendar appointment. So when you get those emails that have call-in information or directions to someone's office, you can now drag and drop directly onto your calendar and easily make an appointment out of it. So if you haven't gotten to doing all that stuff, research and do. Daniel, do you have a good tip for us? Yeah. Um, So I have this favorite program, I guess. It's a free thing. It's a clipboard manager Mm. and it's called ClipX. And the concept- Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that tool. 
<laughs> the concept behind it is it's amazing. It's that, you know, in this days of gigahertz of computer speed and gigabytes of memory and terabytes of hard disk drive, we all have a clipboard. And our clipboard stores exactly one item. And that is so wrong. So wrong. And I can't work on any computer now without ClipX, which has everything you copy, it remembers the last 25 items. So are you a Mac user then? Uh, no, oh. ClipX is only on the PC, oh, but I'll bet there's an equivalent for the yes. Mac. Yes, I use ClipIt on the Mac. ClipIt is the name of the one that I use. There's probably plenty of them. Yeah, I'm sure. But for PC, this one happens to be free. Um, and, and it pastes unformatted and it just changes the way you work. Um, so that would be my one uh, outside of office. Inside of office, I would give a shout out to our friends at WordRake. Oh, I yeah, love good idea. their software. Mm-hmm. Explain what WordRake does. Oh, 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 yeah, this is my favorite part. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm also a WordRake user. Uh, Me too. Avid. So for lawyers, it takes bloated text and makes it readable and translates it into plain English. All of those times where you were struggling to be under a court-imposed maximum page length, WordRake can help you get rid of all of that extra language and cut it down and fit within those limits. It is the best thing ever. Uh, I use it on every document that I write. I even use it in my emails. And as a software guy, the thing that's wonderful about it is it's so easy. Mm -hmm. You click one button. That sounds obvious when you see it, but as an interface, so few programs achieve that level of just fluidity and, and simple, easy to use element. Absolutely, that's one of my favorite products. I think it's 199 for that one. Um, that's that, if you're using it, Outlook one, and Word. Yeah, that's right. Uh, right. If it's just Word, it's one twenty nine a year. Oh, okay. Well, and why wouldn't you get? It? I use it more in Outlook than I do in Word, and I'm pretty sure it's PC only, right? For now, but uh, For now. coming yep. coming by the end of the year, they tell me uh, it oh, will excellent. be available on the Mac. Uh, I actually just wrote an article for ILTA. It'll be coming Mm -hmm. out for their Office 365 white paper where I surveyed uh, a number of the really amazing proofreading and editing tools that work in Microsoft Word. So I'm up on all of the changes that are coming. It's exciting. It is exciting. All these great tools. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that one, Daniel. Daniel, do you have another one? Another good tip? Yeah, one that I got from this show, actually. Oh, Um, tell us more. We love uh, when we... Text Expander, I know... Oh, yeah talked about a few times and I, I love that. Before that I was using Phrase Express, which is also very good, but Text Expander just makes it that much easier to uh, sync across multiple computers. So I've got those all set up with all the little short keys and, and things that I've been using for years. Yeah, that's just wonderful and easy. You program it to respond to little phrases. So I type BW and it writes out best wishes and then my signature. Yeah, I love that. Um, we love that tool. Great. And then I do TFW and it's thanks for writing. It's all the things that I, you know, answering right. emails, doing things that I do over and over again. It's just great for that. You know, what? I wanted to circle back one quick thing because I'm a trainer and I always over explain and it's annoying. I know, but I just, I, I feel like I just want to say this. We talked about the clipboard and it doesn't make sense until you see what it does, but I just want to explain this really quickly. So right now, when you go to draft a new legal document, you might source for that one new document from the internet, from a document you have on a desktop, a document you went and found in your old archives, right? So 
Right now, what you're doing without a clipboard tool is you're, you have to do a one-to-one. You copy or cut, and then you've got to go immediately paste it. Then you go and you copy or cut the next thing you want, and then you must go immediately paste it because every next cut or copy writes over the last one, right? Okay, so I think that's clear. What happens when you have a clipboard tool, and by the way, the clipboard has been built into Microsoft Office for 20 years. So that's a tip I know you've heard me say, but if you're not sure how to turn it on, just Google Microsoft Office clipboard. It's been there forever, but that's only inside of Office. We are talking about tools that exist system-wide. So what it'll do is, is, let's say you're in the middle of a Word document and you go out and find and pull up a case from Google Scholar or Lexis or wherever you do your research. You can sit and scroll through that document and copy something, continue working so you're not having that mental disruption of having to go paste, not to mention how many times have you forgotten to paste something and then copied the next thing and overwrote it, right? So the frustration of mm-hmm. drafting long documents. So what happens is you can scroll through looking at an entire document, copy, 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 then go over to your new document and click and pick is what I always say. You click to pick the the line and it puts it exactly into the space that you want or the snippet is basically like a snippet. So the clipboard and clipboard managers I think are huge time savers and I hope everybody goes out and gets them. Ivy, one more from you and then we'll call it a day if you've got one. Sure, working in uh, Microsoft Word, you may find a document that has perfect formatting but you don't know how to make that formatting yourself. Uh, that's when you use the Format Painter. And if you do shift control C, you will get the format copied. And if you do shift control V, you will get the format painted. The most exciting thing, though, is that you don't have to keep going back to the original source. You can just use that hotkey combo over and over and over again, changing the things that you want to change so that they actually match your intended style. It can save you so much time and you don't actually need to know anything at all. So let me let me go a little further and explain something about that too. Let's say you get a document from another lawyer and every single heading, like um, introduction, conclusion, statement of facts, right? Your headings are centered, bold, aerial, 14, and blue. Right, and say and they have like all your- extra space underneath them but you don't know how right. much. And it's exactly, it's yeah. got a little space after it. And you just want to add another heading that looks exactly like that. You don't have to sit there. Imagine all the clicks it takes to go center, bold, 14. How do I get the spacing right? I mean, that's again, super frustrating. So what you can do is use this tool that Ivy's mentioned, it's called the Format Painter. And if you look around on it, it's in the same section of the ribbon as the clipboard is. So the clipboard, I'm sorry, as delete, no, paste, paste, sorry. If you look at your ribbon in Word, whether you're looking at it on the Mac or the PC, the very first button on the ribbon is the paste button. I call it having pole position because we paste so much. And then if you look to the right of that, you're going to see cut and copy. And underneath that's the little painter. Or if you're a keyboard shortcut person, which many of us are, then you're going to use the keyboard shortcuts that Ivy just gave us. You're going to say, okay, Word, copy that formatting. And then you're just going to go to where your word is, say it was statement of facts, and you're gonna either sweep over it with your mouse, you gotta tinker with this to figure out how it works, or just click on it, and that whole paragraph will pick up the exact formatting from the one that you copied. So it's basically a copy and paste for formatting. And what do we mean by formatting? Formatting is things like font, font size, line spacing, justification. So that's a great, great, super useful tip. Right. You know, so there's, we another, can, there's another yeah. little tweak on that one. Tell us. That when you double click on it, 
it stays going. So if you have lots of headers that you want to make the same, you double click the tool and then you just click on each one. Yes, that's true. You can stick it. So you can stick the format painter. That's great. Well, um, rats, looks like we've run out of time. Oh, like wait. I always do. Uh, Yes, one more. Just one more. Uh, If you like these (laughs) tips, you should check out our Lawyer's Guide to Microsoft Word Resources and Training. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, Mm -hmm. In that resource guide, it's all clickable links of all of the tools that we have either checked out and love or we just think that you should check out. So they'll include blog posts about how to create a table of authorities, uh, for instance, from Deborah Saavedra, who's the legal mm-hmm. office guru, and she will I show you her. how to do that click by click. We go over the really awesome tools that are available for your for all of the Blue Book citations, training resources, such as uh, you know Law Tech Partners uh, from Adriana and Affinity Consulting Group mm-hmm. with Baron Hinley. Uh, all of those resources are collected together. But one of the best things about the document is that we went through and, or I went through, and I thought about how lawyers approach things and what they call it. And I did a translation to bring it into the Microsoft Word world so that if you want to actually learn more, you are Googling under the right terms to get the results that you want and expect. Uh, I think that's one of the things that is most difficult about getting people to look for something that works for them on their own is because they don't know they don't know where to start or how to start. Yeah. Googling is an art form, right? So knowing better what terms to use is always going to be so helpful. And how do they get the guide? That's at intelligenteditingcom forward slash lawyers guide. Intelligenteditingcom forward slash lawyers guide. All together, lawyers guide? Yeah. Okay, great. And it's probably on your homepage somewhere, I would guess. You guys put on a newsletter as well, so people can always... Um, subscribe to your newsletter, right? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, uh, before I let you go, tell everybody how they can find, friend, or follow you on the internet. Daniel? Twitter is Intelligent Edit, and everything else is at intelligentediting.com. Excellent. What about you, Ivy? I am very active on Twitter. I am Ivy B. Gray. That's I, V as in Victor, Y, B as in boy, G-R-E-Y. And I'm also available on LinkedIn, pretty active there. LinkedIn slash in slash IVB Gray. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Daniel and I. It was so fun having the two of you on. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be on. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you both. So that's it. That's the end of another awesome episode of New Solo. I hope um, you enjoyed it and learned some more stuff. Remember, if you enjoy what you hear here, wherever you're hearing it through, please make sure you take a moment to rate us in Apple Podcasts. And if you want to learn more, make sure you visit the new solo page on LegalTalkNetwork.com. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Join us next time for another great episode. And remember, you're not alone. You're a new solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice. Solo. Here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.
this is Bob Ambrogi. I've been writing, podcasting, and speaking about legal technology for over two decades. Monica Bay and I co-host a show called Law Technology Now, where we interview experts behind the newest legal tech. Tune in on iTunes, Stitcher, or at LegalTalkNetwork.com to learn why technology is improving the legal industry for lawyers, their clients, and everyone as it brings us closer to access to justice for all. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.